Welcome to What Are We Even Talking About, the podcast where we skip the small talk and explore faith, random thoughts and spirituality in the context of this thing called life. We're Melenga Melindi and thank you for joining the conversation. What are we even talking about? So today we're talking about um, goodness versus greatness. So... Mm -hmm. Meaning that to be successful in the world, well, to be great in the world, the way society defines greatness, whether that's through wealth or, um, I don't know, being leaving a legacy of something um, in a certain industry, does that mean that you sacrifice something, whether that's your morality in this case, we're talking about goodness. So, more like your morality, basically, is that the sacrifice that you give up to be great? Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're talking about. I know that was quite loaded one, but <laughs> let's break it down. Yeah. No, it's fine. Um, yeah, like I was saying that. We were talking about we we before we said this we, before we came here we were thinking okay goodness versus greatness and it's actually from um, a conversation I had with um, Ju- Junior again yeah um, which was um, he was convinced that you cannot be um, Junior's our brother just for some context um, and he was convinced <laughs> that you cannot be um, both good and great like almost like. You know what I mean? To achieve greatness, you have to have sort of sold your soul in, in one way or another, like even a slither of a soul, some aspect of your soul. You know, you've given, us, given something up in order mm. to be great. And then and in the end, it bubbled down to me saying, well, actually, it depends on what you mean about greatness, about greatness because um, I would say that, you know, that some great figures, like when, even when you Google search it, like the great figures come up are like religious mm. figures or like political le- like leaders or, or, you know, people have done really good things, like you know so it's like goodness and greatness do seem to be um synonymous like they seem to be the same they equate um yeah it's just when it goes to yeah it just depends on what, what greatness is to you like if if greatness is to you being like um having an empire mm. and um you know this is a wealthy empire and it's almost like you what it takes to get that if that's your greatness then i feel like goodness um goodness doesn't even go with like it doesn't it doesn't mean that it has to be badly gained your wealth but when you're going for that type of worldly greatness then i don't think you're even as concerned about doing it the right way i don't know i don't know if i'm if i've veered off Um, i think it depends on the definitions Mm -hmm. so if we're describing greatness as successful greatness meaning like wealth or like Mm. riches Mm. then I feel like you are less concerned with being good whereas if we're talking about figures that are that were great because of their morality yeah then that's different isn't it that's true um and then it's like how do you do how do you define goodness or morality like you know just because someone was a a religious figure does that mean they were really good like Mm just because of these acts you know so 
I guess it depends. It depends on definitions and what what those, that really means, because obviously there's different types of greatness, you know. Yeah. And then also, like when we're talking about goodness versus greatness, I feel like to be great, there is always going to be a sacrifice, whether that's goodness or it might be something else. It might be that you're great, but you had to sacrifice your time or you had to sacrifice your family. So I feel like there is a versus. There is that you know sacrifice. There's something that you you have to give up like you can't just gain and you haven't you know given anything for that there has to be some um some sowing you know yeah. for you to reap that's and that's in any point. kind of greatness whether it's successful greatness like being wealthy you know having a business being I don't know a leader like you didn't just get there by just magic you know like you had to give something up whether that was family time for yourself um yeah reputation anything like there has to be a sacrifice and obviously I think it's extreme for us to look at it from the point of view that like you so you sell your soul and I feel like there is there is that aspect of it um whether that's like morally like you're selling your soul because like if we look at people that are successful even if they didn't intentionally like do bad things whenever you have to reach the top you almost like inevitably you will climb on top of other people not intentionally like not like out of malice or anything but that's just how the world works I feel right it's not out of malice I just had to I had to step on you um, yeah it's like because it's like when they say as the rich get richer the poor get poorer it's mm-hmm. like it's just an effect of you know it's a cause of that effect so I don't know it's almost like it's like a natural process of the world I feel what is that something like as as someone is gaining and someone someone is losing and there's like that duality that we always talk Mm. about like there has to be some loss somewhere even if you don't see it well you will see some personal loss but then in the wider picture of the world like as people gain on one side there's people losing on the other end Mm. like even just look at covid you know some Mm. people have gained from that Mm. and then some people also have lost Mm -hmm. so I feel like there's always that you know good versus bad um there's just it's just like a natural Mm. what do I want to call it I don't know it's a natural law of the universe I would say yeah I was thinking about laws because there's um this um woman I used to listen to or she's good anyway she's she's um she's a mindset coach so um um Almira Alvarez and I haven't really looked into it but she talks about those laws of success like all the laws of the universe yeah and um I haven't looked into it but I think like you know one of them one of these laws of the universe are things like you know there's balance there's mm. um it's like how um there's it's almost like how energy is not created. It's just the same. So it will just transmute. It will change to something else. So for yeah. example, um, what can I say? The way you make, I'm trying to think of science now. Ooh, we're talking about like, say how it transfer, like you can change like um, heat energy into kinetic energy. So yeah, you, you just transform yeah, it into think- something else. So for example, if we're saying the energy, if we're talking about, you know, doing life, trying to be great. So the energy that you would put into spending time with your family or maybe your your, your friends, your close ones, that time, energy, 
you now mm. take it to you know doing your work or whatever you see so mm. it's like you've earned, you've you've got that amount of energy and you can only put it in certain certain places or you can change how you put it you know what i mean you can depending on where you put it it changes the effects of what comes out you know what is produced yeah. if that makes sense so i don't know why i rambled on about that but it's almost like these laws of the universe they're almost like they're not um they're impersonal in a, in a way like i was about to ask like do you even think that you know it's 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 good um it's it's good and bad like do you even think there is a duality or it just is the way it is because i remember listening to to um I remember when i told you um a couple of weeks ago and i was listening to this guy on um gaia and he was talking yeah. about the universes and all that and he was just talking about how um there isn't actually any good or bad um mm. it's, it, there's no like light or shadow how you, he was just saying how the the goal is not to be um it's not like you're supposed to be moving towards the ba- the good like every time you're trying to move towards the good too much it, there's yeah. an imbalance so the bad is there so it's like um he was talking about the definition of a light and they were saying imagine there's a light and you're just walking you're walking towards the light towards the light so much you know you're trying so much to be good and it was like what happens is that your shadow becomes longer or something is what he was saying so he was like ah. Yeah, so it was this kind of sense where there's a distortion every time you try to kind of be, you know, you try to be on, on like, opposite ends of the pole. Like, oh, like, you know how they say sometimes, you know, I think he even says it in the Bible. Like, I told you I was reading it one time I was laughing. It was like, you know, don't try to be so good. Like, I think it's in the Ecclesiastic or something. It was like, mm. you know, like, why, you know, why do that? So it's almost like, you know, you try to be, like, say you're trying to be too good, too morally like an correct. extremist, yeah. Yeah, you might not even be an extremist, but you're just trying too much. It's like, it's like, you know, by doing that, there's yeah. there's other the sh- what we call the shadow or the negative is just enlarged in some way. So it's mm. like actually a balance. But he was talking about how there's no real, real like duality really. But it's the way the world seems to work in a way. So but when when you say or when he says there is no duality, but what do you mean there is no duality? Because isn't that showing the duality? Isn't that showing um, the duality that one side affects the other? The thing is, so I'm saying I might be wrong. I might be wrong. Remember, I said mm. I need to listen to him properly. Um, <laughs> the thing is, is that I think he was just saying that um, it's the way that we experience the world. It's not that it's the ultimate truth. Yeah, but it's the way that we've now come to understand things. Because he started going back in. He started going back to how women, are, you know, women and man became. You know how they how the woman was seen as like inhabiting the 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 realm of darkness and witchcraft and then the man was to be inhabiting the realm of light and like religion Mm. and it was just saying how these things came about and how humans began to give these types of meanings so he he was saying how um like i think the truth or what really the unity kind of like having this unity instead of duality is that there's just one it was like there's just one thing it's one thing I mean, I, I think I get it. As in, like, there's duality, but as in, it's connected, it's one. Which I get, mm-hmm. because everyone yeah. has duality. Like, yeah. we're one person, but there's good and bad to us. Like, one is not better than the other. It's just a natural, a natural, mm. I don't know. Like, it just is what it is, like mm. you said. Um I- I think he was veering away. Like he was trying to move away from those things of seeing one as negative and one as positive. So instead of seeing light as good and dark as bad, do you yeah. know what I mean? So I think those things exist as aspects of one thing, 
but it's like neither is bad and neither is mm. good mm. yeah that makes me think of things like you know yin and yang like you need both to have a balance Mm. and i liked the example of like walking towards a light and your shadow gets longer yeah because that's just like any like too much of any good thing is Mm. bad like yeah that was creepy so like it makes it makes sense you know the whole idea that is just one like there is no duality but at the same time it's just a balance because sometimes we need to look at the duality of the two things to just be like like we need both, you know. Mm. But I understand mm. what he's saying. There is no good and bad. There is just the one thing. It helps you kind of not become an extremist or just focus on one side. Because in life, whenever you do do that, then you become out of balance anyway. Um, so even when we're talking about like being good versus going back to that, being good versus being great, I feel like it, I suppose it can. You can be both you are both in the first place like mm. but it depends on i suppose what you focus on or um how that greatness is achieved maybe if i think I was, I was going to say like before we go on that like let's just like i just looked at the the definition of great again like do you know what it's so weird how before you can like it really helps you to talk to know you think you know what you're talking about but sometimes you don't you don't know what you're talking about a surprising amount of times because you don't, you, the definition is not even what you have in your mind so yeah that's why i always say like definitions are really good because you can be having a conversation with someone and you're thinking of one definition and they're thinking of another yeah. so you're not really having a conversation <laughs> And even just yourself, you might just have, you might just think a certain thing or have a point of view. But when you actually find out what it means, then you know it doesn't, it doesn't mm. stand anymore. But just a little, just a simple search for grey, right? Um, I mean, it's coming up here as um, it could be very good or very effective. Um, but I'm thinking one that's come up a lot is. The definition is considerably above average. So this is a Google search. So considerably above average. And mm. then another definition is um, much beyond ordinary. Okay. So it's something, so there's like average is there on like just an, on a level. And then to be great is you're considerably, you're not just like, oh, a little bit above average. Like you're considerably, like there's a difference, a clear difference between you and the average person. Um, and that is great, apparently. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, I mean, just because I was just like, with me and my history obsession, I'm thinking about um, Ramses the Great. So, you know, people have actually got like the great in their name. There's Ale- there was Alexander the Great, but there was Ramses the Great as well. Yeah. And this was like a pharaoh who lived... Um, he reigned for like like and this is in ancient times when people didn't mm. even live that long. We didn't live beyond like you know thirty forty, and this guy was, I think my guy was still a king when he was mm. in his eighties or something like that. Oh, he really? literally had like um, how many sons? I, look, I might be mistaken, but I think it was like ninety sons or something. It was a coming up to a hundred sons? Really? They had like concubines. So it wasn't just one woman. It's not like his wife was delivering all these children. Um, he they had like concubines, okay, and different different um, different um, women, yeah, um, that would actually be having these. But this is what I'm saying is that 
can you see that when they say great, I'm like, okay, I'm understanding now why they called him Ramses the Great because it's considerably above average. Like if average people lived um, until they were like 30, 40 or something like that, yeah, right, in ancient times, and he was living um, beyond 80, um, yeah. then obviously it's something that's like markedly... See, he lived between 90 to 96 years. I'm just looking it up real quickly here. And um, he had over 200 wives and concubines and over 100 children, many of whom he outlived. So he just had like some sort of, do you know what I mean? It's almost sc- not scary, but it is a bit like, whoa. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like yeah. um, he li- outlived many of his children. Had It's like the the average was here and he's like way out there. He's like the anomaly, almost great. Greatness seems a bit like, you know, the anomaly. So to have this, we're saying to 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 be in this in this level, it's like, that's why it's that kind of greatness that we're saying that um, there has to be some sort of sacrifice. Yeah, I mean, there has to be because to be doing that, you're you're obviously doing what the average person is not willing to do almost. Do you know what I mean? The great but people, then, they're not that common, are with, they? With him, you could just say um, he just had the, uh, you know, some gift of longevity. Like, they, you know, he obviously he was able to live long, like, you know. I mean, I, I think there's still a, a price to pay for living long. <laughs> yeah, <he did> <laughs> yeah. Funnily, you said that because there's something about before in his early, you know, the early part of his life, he used to go out to battle, do all of that. And there was a time I think he lived, um, the person who was listening to, the historian was saying how I think his wife died because he, he loved his main wife, mm-hmm. you know, his actual she wife, you know, that they called, they called them, <laughs> they called them the great wife. And yeah. he loved that one. And when she died, it seemed as if he had, he lived so long after she even died. But it seemed as if he lost he lost that like um passion for like going out and you know getting really? victories. So it's almost like, yeah, it might not even be so sweet, you know, even though you're saying, Oh, he lived long, yeah, the great and all that. It's like the price to pay was that he watched his kids die. Maybe. Yeah, because his wife die. Yeah, I mean it sounds great, but there there always is a, a price. Like I feel like that's just the natural law of the universe like whatever you reap you sow like there has to be if you're gonna gain something like if you didn't sow initially like you're gonna pay for it later (laughs) you know what I mean (laughs) not in like a bad way like you'll pay for it but as in just naturally do you Mm -hmm. know like there has to because I feel like we're talking about duality so I feel like we've we've taken there's giving there has to be Mm -hmm. that back and forth it's like energy the way energy naturally moves it's like Mm -hmm saying it can't be destroyed so it has to it has to move somewhere you, know somewhere, what I mean? yeah. you can't like, imagine someone being great and they're just great 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 and the, the energy is just staying with them like it has to move like I feel like you know that's just natural and it is what it is you know um so I, I don't know but that definition is interesting actually like above the above average person mm-hmm. considerably greatness. yeah considerably above <laughs> average <laughs> But that still that that still includes the people that we think about if we're talking about like when we're talking about being great in society or mm-hmm. leaving a legacy even what we were talking mm-hmm. about last episode um when we think about certain figures like they still fit that definition don't they what are you thinking of um like the moguls the celebrities like people like that mhm I mean, not all celebrities. I feel like more 
historical figures are probably more great to me. I don't feel like celebrities are great, actually, when mm-hmm. I think about it. I never, I don't know why I said that. It's just because that's what comes to my head. But mm-hmm. I'm thinking more people like Nelson Mandela or, mm-hmm. you know, people like that, like, they're great, you know? Mm-hmm. They don't mm-hmm. seem like just the average person. Yeah, he definitely, there. that was definitely a sacrifice there. Yeah, yeah, that mm-hmm. that's a great example. Um and I don't, I don't know if all great figures have such good examples. I'm sure they mm-hmm. do, mm-hmm. but that that was a good example right there. Mm-hmm. Like the sacrifice, we all know what it was. Mm-hmm. And like years imprisonment. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but then at the same time, he's known for his like that. He, his greatness was because he was morally good. Like that's mm-hmm. how I see it. Yeah. There is no, there is no like selling of the soul there. <laughs> but obviously, the sacrifice is different. Do you get what I mean? Mm. So even though we're saying, can you be, can you still be morally good and be great? I feel like sometimes the sacrifice is different and it's still, it's still, hmm, I don't know. Is it as bad as giving up your morality? Because that's more like selling your soul seems more of a sacrifice than just, I don't know, physically spending time in prison. Like that's still hard. Don't get me like. Yeah, but it depends what you're asking because some people will be like, selling your soul up like yeah also not that you know i mean the sacrifice isn't that much for that yeah okay (laughs) like some people would that's the thing it's like what do you hold as valuable and important i think that's what yeah what do you value is probably comes back to it yeah because then that would even define what is greatness to you because you could achieve greatness like let's say right um it's like when i was talking to dad years ago Maybe it was when, because it was when the Olympics came. Maybe it was when it was 2013 or whatever, and then Olympics were coming. Yeah. And then it was this whole thing of, like, how there's been, like, many stories of people who finally get gold and then they're, like, so depressed. So they've reached Uh, a level of greatness, and then it's, like, the worst time of their life. But why is that? Because they valued it, but in the end, it didn't hold any value. So I guess you just have to be, you, you have to know what, like, I don't know, like, you have to value that thing. Um, it has to have mm. really of real important important import. It has to be really <laughs> important to you, and actually hold true value because you know you don't want it to be gold, and then you, you to look gold, and you come, you know, you get it, and then it's like fake. Yeah, and that's one of the things that used to kind of scare me in terms of like chasing some sort of legacy and dream. It's like I don't, I don't like want to be, you know, this writer, and finally, like, I'll publish your book, whatever, and I'm all happy, happy. But then after, it's just like no. Because you've put everything, you think that this thing is going to give you meaning and colour in life, mm. but it's not. So, yeah, just veered off there. But, yeah, it all depends on your, on what you think, on where you put your value. Yeah, on what you value. Yeah, that's so interesting because, like, it, it makes this whole conversation very, um, what's the word? Like, changeable. It doesn't have a fixed... Um, like none of the definitions are fixed it just depends on who you ask who you're speaking to like you said where that person places value because to me I'm like selling your soul is probably the worst (laughs) sacrifice the worst thing that you can do whereas this is true some people out there will just be like what they don't believe in those kind of things they don't Mm -hmm. have those kind of ideas in their head so to them they probably would just easily be like yeah sell my soul and get whatever Mm -hmm. and not realize or not believe it wouldn't even matter to them to be honest whereas me I'm like that's probably like the worst thing that you can do really mm-hmm. you sell your soul so that's interesting 
So, and it depends. Sometimes it depends because it depends on different times in your life, and it different. It depends on the circumstance, the situation. Because I think it's very well for us to say, "Oh yeah, yeah." Like, um, I, I'm not going to sacrifice um, this. I've got more, like, I've got high ideals. But then I was just thinking about it. Like, remember before we came on? Yeah. Started recording. I was like, "Oh, well, when I think of like selling your soul, I remember that line from Tenet, and mm. then the guy, the villain, the one who's dying, he's like, oh, um." I made a deal with the devil, money for time. And I was like, I like that. I like that, that <laughs> line. But um, yeah, so he literally made a deal. Like, is it, it was like he knew um, that he was going to die. Like, dealing with all those, like, chemicals that he was dealing with. Was it that radioactive stuff? Uh, like, yeah. yeah. So he knew that this was killing him, whatever, but he was doing it for riches um, because that's what he valued. And it was, yes, yeah, so for him, that was a sacrifice. But then I'm thinking, like, what if, for example, yeah, I'm just saying, like, say one of us, I, I, this is this is for most people, right? They value their life and they want to live. They don't want to die. Like, say you yeah. were dying, right? You just were dying and you were, you know, you had some disease. <laughs> um, before you start going on about how you have divine health and all that, I'm just saying, like, say you were dying, right? And then, um, you know, or maybe someone said, oh, you knew that the time, your time was up in about a year. You had a certain amount of time to live and you knew what it was. Like, it was like a year or two. And then... Yeah. It was like the situation is okay to get more time to get more time yeah mm. um I was gonna say you just have to sell your soul um to get more time you know you have to sell your soul wouldn't you think about it for a minute even though you know you say you're a believer in Christ and all that like you know wouldn't you think about it like I definitely would do you know what I mean like it's almost like oh um yeah for time because in that moment. You know, before I even think about it, like in that moment, I'm just saying in that situation where you think you're going to die or desperate for more time and they say 50 years or something. But you, <laughs> I was going to say, but you know, you're going to hell after. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, ah. For eternity. Um, it doesn't make sense. No, but you say that. But we as humans, I'm telling you, because this is reminding me, yeah, we're turning back to the Bible. And um, this is reminding me because I heard, I heard this like, preaching about a month ago this thing about Esau 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 the one the one yeah he was hungry right ah and his brother tricked him so he was hungry there's two brothers in the bible and then one of them so the the older brother was like the hair the hairy one yeah the hairy warrior and the older brother and he wasn't as smart as a younger brother but they were twins right when the younger brother wanted to basically usurp his brother and so he planned That when he comes back from his hunting, you know, he's going to cook him something nice and then tell him that the price, the sacrifice is his birthright. It was back in the day, in those times, the birthright was like a big deal. Like really, truly, like this was, Mm. it was like, it was almost like a kingship of that family, right? So it's a big deal. Yeah, I mean, it was. Yeah, you're giving up your place in the the line. So listen, obviously Esau, yeah, on a normal day, he definitely would not have sold his birthright. He just wouldn't mm. because I feel most of the time when we talk about it, we're always like, "Oh yeah, that dumb Esau, like it was so dumb, it was so this and that." But like, no, on a normal day, like he wouldn't have given it up. But in that situation, he was hungry. Everyone's been there, I think. We were desperate for something, and you, you, like in this day and age, it's desperate. You're desperate for that thing that you you've seen online that you want to buy. In that moment, you're desperate for it. But obviously, you're mm. not. You think you, you want it, you need it. Yeah, you need it now. Like you need to buy it now. That new um, top or whatever, I don't know, shoes. Um, so for him, yeah, 
he came in, he was hungry. And that's even worse. Like, you know what it's like to be really thirsty, really mm. need to go to the toilet. You know, come yeah. on. Um, so you came in, you really need to go to the toilet. So he came in, he was really hungry. Then the brother was just like, yeah, just pass me your birthright. And then he was like, yeah, 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 just take it. Do you know what I mean? That's the sacrifice that he made for just that little piece of, um, that's just, mm. just that food, that momentary pleasure. So yeah, turning, taking it back, you know, if someone was like, oh, yeah, I have a year to live. And it was like, you have 50 years. I'm going to add, no, even let's make it more. 70 years for mm. an eternity. Like, I would think about that seriously. Even though it sounds silly, it's like 70 years, eternity. 70 years, eternity. But you're just thinking about the fact that you don't want to die. I mean, I, I get it. I get I get it. Do you? Now that you've explained it. But yeah. I, I, I wouldn't. I just... I just see it so differently. It doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, I would be like, I don't, like, I just wouldn't. I'm trying to imagine a situation where, like, I would, I'd, I'd have that desperation and be like, oh, my gosh. Where you're going to die. I'm not you scared of wouldn't. dying. Yeah, you're not scared of dying, yeah. <laughs> That's why I'm, try- I'm, I'm trying to imagine a situation where I would, like, I mean, maybe it would be different if, like, I had kids or something that, like, I'd want to live for, like, m- more. But what do you mean? I don't know, young kids or something. Yeah. Or mm. I don't so know. To hell for them. <sighs> <laughs> mm. Like you said, it's just that if you're caught in those certain situations where you have a certain desperation, like, it's relative, isn't it? Yeah. So I'm trying to think of a situation where I would consider it. Because to be honest, in my current situation, I would not. I'd just be like, "Oh damn, I'm gonna die." Okay. Oh yeah, to live. Like, it's right. part of like, yeah. Because right now, like, I don't know. It's just not that deep. Like, I think it's, it's not of, that deep. It is what it is. You know that's that's very much what I'm like. I'm that kind of person. I'm just mm. like, it is what it is. Like, mm. and sometimes to other people, that's like, wow, that's so cold or something. Or it's just so. You know what? It's not. Like, I mean, sometimes it sounds like, man, so you, there's nothing. So it sounds a bit, like, lukewarm. Like, oh, you're not that motivated by life. But I don't think, I know that's not you at the same time. Do you know what I mean? So it's not Yeah, that. and it, it isn't that. It's just that, like, you just come to terms, like, with what life. <laughs> it's even worse. No. <laughs> no, as in, like, you come to terms with what life is. Like, I'm not, I'm not under some, like, false reality where, like, I just, like, I'm faced with my morality, if that makes it. Not my morality. What's the word? Mortality. My mortality, that's it. I'm faced with my mortality. Like, I'm I'm that kind of person who thinks about those kind of things. Like, is my normal thoughts on a day-to-day basis. Mm. Like, so to me, it's like, I'm not under some pretense that, like, I'm going to live forever. Do you know what I mean? So I think that's, that, because of that's how I live my life, I'm not afraid of those things. Like, they're part of life. It's like but, the normal functionings of life, like life and death, like. I feel like I have to remind myself every day, like, of my mortality. And I still think that I'll live forever. Like, I still get jarred by the idea that, like, you know, I'll die. I'm just like, my gosh. Like, even when you're talking about energy. I mean, I think I heard something yesterday which helped me, which was, like, it's a natural course of energy. Like, you're obviously going to have to give it up. You know, we're energy. We're going to have to give up that energy at some point. But it's not even like you're giving it up. You're just, you're just being transformed that almost sounds nice but like you're just you're just being transformed into something else you're not even like being destroyed that's how I see it so to Mm. me it's like there is there's no end you know you're just transforming into something else 
you know, okay, that you're like getting rid nice. of the shell. Yeah, you're getting rid of the shell because at the end of the day, you are not the shell, right? You're not your mm. body. So it's like you're just getting rid of that shell and you're just being transformed into something else. Like to me, it's like when you look at the the cycle of a caterpillar turning mm. into a butterfly, like that's that's what death is to me. Mm. Like, and of course it sounds so like nice and la-di-da. And for some people, death is not that nice, like depending on how it happens. Some people's yeah. death is violent and whatever. Like those aspects of death are not nice, but the death itself is not a bad thing mm. like does that make sense yeah so I, I think because that's how I view life like it's hard for me to think of a scenario but then I'm like yeah maybe if I had like kids and they were young and I was like oh, I can't I don't want to leave them motherless or something but then I'm like there's family they'll be fine yeah, they'll, they'll still be fine but then they'll be well. confused you know I don't know they'll be it just fine. But yeah, I guess I guess when you talk about that, like there's something to keep you like tethered to the earth. Someone like you mm. doesn't mind. But for me, I still find it very like whoa to think about 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 you know being transformed into something else and all of that. Um, but we veered off again, so we were talking about. Um, but before you just said that, before you change and go back to the topic, um, it's interesting you saying tethered to the earth because like. There is no tether, like there is no leaving the earth or mm. do you get what I mean? So like when you use those kind of descriptions, I'm like, but that doesn't so I just see it so differently that like okay. those things don't what can I say? I don't know how to word it. Like you don't it's a different perspective. No, we said everything yeah. comes back to perspective, like literally yeah. everything. Everything, everything comes back to its perspective. So it's like for me, the reality or the story that I've told myself about what life is and death and all that causes mm. me to fear death. Mm. It sounds like a therapy session. <laughs> you know, it's like um, when when you when you're talking about the way you think about life and death, mm. there's nothing to fear. But then it's like I don't know. I know this will be another episode where we're going to talk about perspective, but like, it's like, how do we get our different perspectives? Because we, we have a similar upbringing. We, Mm. you know, we have a similar worldview. Like how are our perspectives so like opposite, you know, like what, where does that come from? Like, is it just disposition? Like, Mm. I don't know. It just makes me curious. I think it is disposition because every time I don't know why we're always so different. Like I am always um, surprised whenever siblings are different, but like mm. you know, and they should tell you because I, this is the thing. I was telling myself today. I was like, you know, I should stop having ideas in my head and be more observant to what is actually it. Like you know, what I mean, <laughs> in my head is like this is what it should be, and then you're constantly surprised when evidence is telling you um, something else. Mm. I think that. Um, We've gathered enough in, in evidence to tell us that um, because, you know, of differences between siblings that like, come on, like it, there's actually personal, there's personal like variations in to do with your own like disposition. Yeah. Um, that are just different. You don't know what it is. If it's like a, men- is it like a mental way, is it a spiritual difference or whatever it is. But I think, yeah, from since we've been young, we're, we're, we look at the world differently. Yeah. For sure. Like, I definitely know that I was a fearful child. Like very very fearful. I remember I always used to think like I'd have nightmares, and because we'd have a, a bunk bed. I was thinking about this the other day actually, because I had to write. And then I think I used to always. There was a time when I, when I used to find myself climbing up to your bunk bed. Um, 
I was I so scared. I don't know if I remember that. I was so scared. Mom definitely remembers. I remember like mom's sisters, like our aunties used to come and mm. visit when we're in Zambia and they'd share mm. our room. And then it would be like the thing, like the talk of the thing where it's like, oh, Malenga there, she, she's found her way back to, you know, on Lindy's bunk bed again. And, it's like, <laughs> and then they, they banned me. They were like, you will not, do not go upstairs. Like, you do not. <laughs> <laughs> why? Because it was just silly. It was like, come on, like, why are you, why are you climbing up to like your younger sister's bunk bed in the middle of the night? But I just used to, I used to just have like these thoughts, like if something happened, if someone had died, I'd I'd be thinking, oh my gosh, if I had a nightmare or I I just was always in a state of fear as a child. I just know that it was such a fearful child. (laughs) So whereas you were were not like that. The thing is, I, I remember having such nightmares and having such fear, but I'm not sure what I did with it. Like, I'm not sure if I physically would be like afraid or say anything but I do remember having those kind of dreams and mm. nightmares and like I remember those things but I just don't remember what I thought of them mm. I think I just was like it's just a nightmare like you know I, I was just constantly terrified <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's because you're you're more of a verbal person like you the way you process something is like it's external whereas I'm very much an internal processor yeah. if that makes sense um yeah. And I don't know, like, which one's better or not or whatever, but, yeah. So I think I just processed those things internally and just didn't really... Didn't deal with it, like... Yeah. I just, yeah, oh, gosh, it was, yeah. I was always in trouble with the aunties, like, just like <laughs> what are you doing? Like, you're the oldest one, does it make sense? So, yeah, <laughs> oh, I just God. remember that. So, like, if, if we're looking at that and then we look at how our worldviews are today, it's not that mm. surprising, do you know what I mean? Like you're kind yeah. of just like, yeah, it's fine, death is fine. And I'm kind of just like, oh my gosh, you know. Um, so even though we have do have similar worldviews and, and things like that, but it's still, I think just our feelings mm. um, towards the same situation are different. But then mm. I was thinking about this today and I was thinking, you know, because of our, the way we see things, like makes our world and the way we see things is based on our beliefs mm. or their subconscious beliefs. I was like, you know what? Like, I keep saying this over and over again, but I was like, I need to tackle some of these subconscious beliefs because they're just not that helpful, some of them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. say the way I, I think about death, like, that, that's that's fine to go through life and be like that. But at the same time, I don't know, I just feel like it could be better. You know, my perception could be better. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's one of the things I was thinking about as well. I mean, that's the same with me. I think it's the same with, any, with ed- anyone. Do you know what I mean? We could mm. always... Um, get rid of some self-limiting beliefs and stuff like that but I don't know I just I'm just thinking about the way I think of life like because I always have these discussions with people and they're just like why are you so I don't know and I'm just like I think it's just part of my like the way I process things like internally Mm -hmm. I think because I really sit with things for a long time Mm -hmm. like it could be months I'm just sitting with one idea and one thought like why does this so I think part of that process allows me to come out the other end and be like oh it's okay to kind of have reached some sort of peace with it, I guess, or some acceptance, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I find that through that process of just like sitting with something for a long time, it's almost like I meditate on it. Not intentionally mm-hmm. like, oh, let me meditate on this thing. But mm-hmm. because I just, I I just, I don't know, like I, I overthink and think and think in my head. So I sit with the idea for a long time and reach like almost, it just kind of, it just kind of gets released. Even if I don't have an answer, I reach a point where it's just like, it's okay. Mm. It's like an acceptance of the thing. So, 
I that is my natural um, processing. That thing. is a meditation, though. Mm. I think that's like a mulling over. Like you're sitting there, you're mulling over. You're not going outside of yourself for any answers. You're sitting yeah. inside, and that's something I'm. I think I'm having to learn more about because from from being a kid like that and being scared and thinking I'm going to find comfort if I come up to Lindy's Lindy. Mm. <laughs> you know, it's like I'm looking outside of myself, whereas you obviously all, always were like dealing with it internally. So it's like you're not looking outside for something to comfort you. Mm. So yeah. I think there is like it is good when you're like that. You're just smalling things over, and obviously your perspective changes, and then you come out obviously a bit stronger. I think. I mean, yeah, maybe, but at the time, it didn't feel that great. <laughs> mm. <What do> <laughs> because it, because you're just there, and I just I don't. I always found it hard when I was younger to just verbalize. I'm not, yeah. I wasn't very verbal. I wasn't someone who would speak the things out that I'm thinking or feeling. So mm. in the moment when you're, you're having those, those moments, it's hard. But mm. yeah, I guess later on now, it's like, yeah, that's good because I just, it makes life easier for me. But when I was young, it wasn't, it wasn't mm. that great. Yeah, I, think I had a lot of thoughts in my head that, like, now looking back, I'm like, no young person thinks about these kind of things. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So, <laughs> but we couldn't tell. I remember being so annoyed with you. Actually, I think it was before you were learnt. You learnt to talk, but I remember I was mm. so annoyed because I was just like, oh my gosh, like this person just follows me around all day and she never says anything. I was so annoyed. Like, I was just like, <laughs> I was like, oh speak. <laughs> It was before you could speak, though, I think. Um, wow. Yeah, I was like, like, you couldn't speak, but you obviously weren't like a verbalizer because you get kids that don't, they haven't learned how to speak yet, but they just chat nonsense from day mm. in and day out. You're yabbering away. It was like, you're going to be a talker, aren't you? Yeah. So I think you're one of those kids that um, you have like actual techniques that parents can use now, like, you know, like other ways to communicate, like to just get get kids. It's things that adults can use. Like you mm. write it down or you select pictures and it just helps of the it helps you to be to communicate more and for the yeah. parent to actually to know what's going on inside your head a little bit more. So I think actually yeah. that's helpful. Um yeah. yeah, just touching on to that. In case you ever have kids like that, then you know what to do. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's true because everyone's different everyone um has different ways of communicating, you know mm. what I mean? So some people are verbal, but I've, I've learned that, yeah, I'm very much someone who, like, is an observant person. So, like, it takes me a while to really yeah. speak those things out. But we have really veered off topic, haven't we? But... Really have. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's good to be observant, though, I think, because with me, I'm very kind of, like, can be quite reactive and not observant. So there's things where I know now I actually respect observers. Because mm. they'll come up with stuff and it's like they'll, which I will figure out months later because I wasn't mm. too busy yammering away or too busy like you know externalizing everything or whatever. <laughs> Whereas like the observers are like, yeah, I could have told you that, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. a few months ago. But yes, we have a lot of topic. Um, we were talking about uh, goodness versus greatness, and I think we basically, and um, tell me if I'm wrong, um, we basically said that it, it all depends on perspective. But at the end yeah. of the day, goodness and greatness, um, they, they're not no synonymous. Yeah, um, they're not synonymous or they're mm. not opposite. Then, like, they're not opposite. Is that what you mean? They're not, yeah. They can yeah. be. Yeah. But it's not like a, an, they're not an absolute opposite. Yeah, they're different. Yeah, I, I personally don't think they're opposite. I think they, they're the same thing for me, like goodness and greatness. But maybe that's coming from what I would like 
for myself. Like I'd like to be, um, I'd like to be, if I am going to be great, I'd like to do it, you know, I'd, I'd like to do it because I've, I don't know, evolved as a person, mm. which for mm. me is goodness, isn't it? You become the, a better version of yourself. Yeah. So a greater version of me is a more evolved version of me. Um, they're not opposite goodness and greatness. And but then we did we did conclude that actually there's still a sacrifice that needs to be made. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think yeah, when we're talking about either one, if you wanna be really good at something, there's a sacrifice. Yeah. If you wanna be really great at something, there's a sacrifice. Like yeah. that's just if you want to be above average, there's just a sacrifice, <laughs> you know, sacrifice because you, you you have to go above and beyond, really. Yeah, and it's not so. just. I always keep reminding myself, reminding as we as we talk about this, mm. um, but it says, what does it say again? It says something like you said above average, considerably. Yeah, considerably. You actually remembered it. I didn't even remember. <laughs> considerably above average. Um, they definitely would be something. Something's got to give, right? Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, I think that's pretty much my thoughts or our thoughts on yeah. this. It's what been a good think? one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been a good one. Okay. So, so over now. Thanks, guys, for joining our conversation. We'll see you next week for another one. See ya. Yeah.